2: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: Monarch Legacy of Monsters is over. Well, Okay, not over, but we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. I am Adam H., uh, the Godzilla of podcasting, maybe? No, I I mean, that's, I I don't know. We'll have to have this conversation about who's the what of podcasting, because I do think, you know, we have a lot of interesting personality traits of all of these titans. um, But of course, we are here, titans ourselves, to talk about the upcoming Apple TV show, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, and I would not be able to do this alone. Because I don't know anything really about this. I mean, I, I've seen the movies. We'll get we'll get into this. This is not my area of expertise, but thankfully I have with me the expert here, uh, the, the the King Kong of pod. I, we'll have to we'll have to figure this out, Todd. Uh, welcome, welcome to the podcast, Todd. I'm so excited to, for you to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to be here too. And yeah, I don't know which one of us is the Godzilla and which one of us is the King Kong, or maybe one of us is a Ghidorah. I, I'm I'm not sure. There's so yeah. many options. I mean, I, you know, let's,
3: let's just get into this right off the bat. There's a lot of monsters in this universe. This is the monster-verse of it all, right? And, and that's the correct terminology that is used for this kind of series. We have, you know, the, the MCU, the, the Dr. universe that I am very familiar with. And this is the monster-verse. There's a lot of big creatures rumbling around under the earth, above the earth, in the water, on a rando island that we decided to go to named Skull Island. Just a pro tip for all of you out there. If you have the option of going to a place called Skull Island, maybe don't. I don't know. That's just that's just my little tip for you. Um, because very rarely do things seem to work out for you. But oh my gosh, we're here to talk about this show that is going to be taking place throughout the course of the MonsterVerse. We're not just hopping in in one area and pursuing a story we're going to be all over the place. Todd, this show was not really on my radar until a couple of weeks ago. And we, you know, talked about it. We, 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 were, you know, decided we're going to podcast about this upcoming Apple TV show. Since then, I've seen a lot of a uh, lot of promotion for this show. I think it's getting a good amount of hype. It has some pretty big names. And also, I have since rewatched all of the Godzilla slash Monarch slash King Co- Verse movies that would apply to this. It's been kind of a wild week for me, Todd.
0: Yeah, especially since, uh, those who don't know, Adam is not a movie watcher. Adam <laughs> is not a big fan of movies. Adam loves TV shows, movies not so much. So the fact that you watched all four MonsterVerse movies in the course of the past week is pretty impressive for you.
3: Well, okay, so here is the thing. I, you're, you're so right. I'm not a movies person. I struggle to watch a movie. Anything over an hour, I'm like, what are we doing here? I love TV shows. I could watch seven hours of TV consecutively. That's no problem for me. Movies, that's a problem. But... I'm just going to say this. I kind of enjoyed all four of the movies, not to the same level. And there were some, (laughs) there were some weak moments, but overall I actually enjoyed them a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I don't know if that is a function of uh, some of the graphics are actually pretty cool and, and pretty good. I think they did a really good job at a lot of the, a lot of the portrayal of these monsters, The story can at times be interesting. They've had a lot of big names throughout all four of the movies. Um, And I think that they connect, like, decently well. And I really enjoy the, the, the kind of frantic pace of all of them. And I guess, like, one of the things that I'll be very curious about as we get into this show is how do we take a very traditional action, adventure, big monster, scary, you know, combat action movie... And turn that into a tv show and make that feel compelling episode by episode but then over the course of a season as a whole because one of the things that i certainly noticed watching them in rapid succession over the course of the past week they're very similar they're very similar in pacing they're very similar in story it's like oh my gosh this is happening let's go deal with that oh my gosh while this was happening this happened and then we're like okay well we have to go do this wait a minute This is happening now, too. And I mean, like, that's that's basically what these movies are, is just going from fire to fire that, generally speaking, we started and (laughs) trying to put them out uh, and ultimately really not being able to and needing a combination of Godzilla or King Kong or both of them together to deal with that. I don't know if that's going to be a similar theme throughout this show. I certainly expect the theme of the Titans are the ones that are going to be doing the things and accomplishing the good things to still be at play. But as the title of the show suggests, we're talking about Monarch. We're not talking about Godzilla. This is not Godzilla legacy of, of Titans. This is not King Kong legacy of giant monkeys. This is Monarch legacy of monsters. So presumably we're going to have some kind of focus on monarch and if you're like me and again you have been watching these movies you've seen all the movies you might still be wondering what really has monarch been doing i'm not really here to answer that question for you i'm not here to give the primer for this thankfully we have todd here todd you are much more knowledgeable in this kind of thing. You are uh, very well spoken in terms of your um, ability to communicate these kind of complex, you know, not comic esque, whatever, but these types of story, these you know, action adventure stuff like that. So, for those at home who were like, "I want to watch this, but I don't want to do the Adam thing and watch four movies consecutively in a week before this comes out on November seventeenth on Apple TV Plus with the first two episodes." What do they need to know? What do they need to know? Let's walk them through this. Let's start with that. What do they need to know to get into the show?
0: All right. So this is uh the MonsterVerse version of Godzilla. This is not the Godzilla that you may have grown up watching. This is not the man in a rubber suit Godzilla of the Showa era films of the 50s through the 70s. This is not the Japanese version. This is a, a brand new a version of Godzilla. I say brand new, but it's been around for about a decade now. It started in 2014. uh, Whenever they decided to reboot Godzilla after the last Americanized reboot of Godzilla, the Roland Emmerich film, which we do not talk about here because, but in 2014, they rebooted the Godzilla franchise with the film from Gareth Edwards. And in this version of the Godzilla story, Godzilla is an alpha predator who have surfaced uh, and came to humanity's notice, like in the '50s, and humanity, of course, saw this monster, this giant thing inside. We need to bomb it with nukes and begin bombing Godzilla. And Monarch is an organization that was founded to study Godzilla and track Godzilla because they thought they killed them, but then they realized they really didn't. And so, Monarch was an organization that was founded by the U.S. government to track and study. Uh, these large creatures, which in the first film, they referred to as MUTOs. Uh, It was an acronym. Uh, Thankfully, by later on, they got rid of the Massive Unidentified Terrestrial Organism uh, acronym, and instead they just went with Titans. Uh, Titans sounds much cooler than MUTOs do, uh, for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if we hear the term MUTO thrown around occasionally in the series. Uh, But basically, Monarch was created to Track down and study and learn about these mutos slash titans. Uh, for what reasons? It's you know, are they trying to learn about them to destroy them? Are they trying to learn about them so that they can you know utilize the science of them to do great things? Uh, in the films, it leans a little towards the latter. Like most of the characters that we see working for Monarch do tend to be like, oh, the titans have so much to teach us type uh, thing. But we don't know a whole lot about the history of Monarch, how it started, how it got to where it is. Uh, We see a little bit of it. But in the Godzilla film, Godzilla gets uh, awakened or brought back to the consciousness because a couple of other MUTOs get awakened. These giant bug things that like to eat nuclear waste and are about to lay eggs that will overtake the entire world. They start on a rampage and... Their presence in the world brings Godzilla out of hiding to restore balance to the world. And so that's basically the plot of the 2014 Godzilla film, where Godzilla is trying to kill these two MUTOs uh, to restore balance to the world, and humanity is just kind of caught in the crossfire. The- yeah, Okay so so just
3: right there that's very very interesting we have this first thing and we do you know I don't know if it's worth maybe talking a little bit about the origin of Godzilla and about the origin of the story itself and and kind of the nuclear component of that and it's and its kind of you know a Japanese origin there. but I do think that we're gonna potentially be having some of those types of conversations in this show as we go back further throughout time and I I, I do wonder, is this going to be a Godzilla centric, show in terms of these you know uh, mutos or titans honestly Todd, i don't mind mutos as a i you know i i I couldn't have told you what that acronym stood for but (laughs) i i i do i do like the way that they said mutos um I uh, you know uh, some of the origin of these of these Titans of Godzilla specifically um are are really fascinating in, in Japanese culture and the and the nuclear bombs that were dropped and a lot of the fears surrounding um you know uh, those types of those types of issues and you know praying off of not praying off of feeding off of rather nuclear waste or nuclear material or 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 bombs or honestly whatever they can find whatever they can feed off of is certainly something that is is consistent in all of the movies thus far, all four of them have had some component or some element of feeding off of this like nuclear energy, which is really interesting. And again, something that I I, I at least would expect to see throughout this show in some capacity, especially with Monarch, as, you know, uh, oftentimes the humans in these monster shows can't really fight pound for pound, but. One thing we can do pretty consistently is come up with weapons and use them. And so that is, I, I feel like that is going to be a lot more where our monarch, where our human element of the show is going to come from. And certainly where it has come from in these four movies.
0: Yeah. And to speak to like the the genesis of Godzilla as as a character, just uh, really briefly. Uh, So Godzilla first uh, debuted in 1954 in the film Gojira, which is the actual Japanese name for Godzilla. And it was the very first uh, Godzilla film was basically a, a horror movie. It was a monster horror movie where Godzilla is like the the creature that is destroying Tokyo. Uh, And it was created, as the producer had said, the theme of the film was the terror of the bomb. Mankind created the bomb, and now nature is going to take revenge on mankind. So that's what Godzilla originally represented in the original 1954 Gojira. And it is an excellent film. It is like a very well done film. And it was super popular, and so over t- and so they had sequel after sequel after sequel. And over time, Godzilla transformed from this a uh, horrible representation of nature taking revenge on mankind to being a hero and being the the creature that uh, protected Japan from other giant monsters or kaiju as as they're known. Uh, so that kind of became the story of Godzilla over the course of the original Showa era. Of films from the 50s to the 70s and then there have been a few reboots in japan over the years and different eras and godzilla has most of the time started off as a monster again and then slowly become like this savior of, of humanity not always uh but that is like a pretty consistent a uh, thing and so for the Verse, we start off pretty much immediately with Godzilla being the savior of humanity, even though he's doing lots of collateral damage trying to save humanity. Uh, but it's more the other monsters are the ones who are representing that fear of nature a little bit. Uh, but even then, it's, uh, I guess, the Mutos and Godzilla are kind of parasites. And so that's kind of their, these mindless parasites who are just going to, like, Eat up the energy and you know overrun the world without other titans around to stomp them out, and so that's why Godzilla has to come out to a uh, stop them because he's the only remaining active titan at this point in time.
3: Well, and this leads to one of the what I view as a central question of these movies, and the one question that you know I got as I was watching them uh, from from Sarah, she was like, you know, what's going on here? Is Godzilla good? That, I feel like that is a very sort of central question of, you know, maybe we're rooting for, maybe Godzilla is cool. And, you know, certainly some of the designs are very cool. I love the back of Godzilla, the way they have like the, they're not scales or whatever pokey. Uh, I, don't, I don't know whatever it's called. The, the, I, I don't know. There's probably a, a word for it. Whatever those things are, they're very, very cool as they like light up with all of this energy. I really like them a lot, but I mean, un um, undisputedly, um, Godzilla has caused a lot of death and destruction, even even at the best of times. And you know, as we get maybe we don't need to talk about specific plot points, but the uh, um, uh, the most recent movie, Godzilla versus Kong, even at the very beginning, there was a lot of question of like, is Godzilla good? Is he doing like the good thing? And you know, there there's probably something to be said for trying to be quote unquote good, but you know, still still causing a lot of death and destruction. But Todd, for those wondering, is Godzilla good? What do you think?
0: I think uh, in this particular series, I think Godzilla is good for the planet in general, but not necessarily good for humanity. Mm. I think Godzilla is a force of nature. All the Titans are kind of this force of natures, but as, as like a good versus evil. I don't believe Godzilla's evil, but I think he's maybe amoral. I think he doesn't really necessarily care about humanity. He's more, especially as the films go on, and um, we see this whole concept of the alpha uh titans. And a lot of this is, seems to be Godzilla trying to be king of the monsters and king of the hill. And how much of that is because he's trying to keep things under control, to keep things in balance. And how much of just him like saying, Yeah, I'm Godzilla, I'm king, bow down to me. Uh, it's you know up to interpretation a bit. So I don't think that he really fits into the uh, very clean cut good and evil. I think kind of the idea of him being an embodiment of nature. And that's the sort of thing that we see from the monarch people in these films is they have a healthy respect of him as a force of nature and are willing to let him fight the other titans as because this is what nature intended and we need to just stay out of the way because if we get in the way we're going to, uh, you know, mess things up. Uh, and we again, we've, we've seen like the, the messing up uh, in the other big MonsterVerse film that kind of ties into this series that we're getting ready to watch, which is Kong Skull Island, uh, which is actually set in the 70s and is a shot of, of monarch trying to do some research into another location that supposedly has some titans and going to this place called Skull Island, which is an island that's com- continually wreathed in like, Storms and so it's next to impossible for people to get there. You can't barely even see it on satellite because of all the storms all the time. But this expedition of monarch uh, personnel and scientists and Vietnam soldiers who just like the ceasefire has just happened in Vietnam. The Vietnam War has ended, but instead of going home, these soldiers are sent to Skull Island to escort these monarch personnel and scientists. And the everything goes wrong because they start bombing the island, which draws the wrath of Kong.'re they're, the, they're bombing the island to do seismic tests and see what the looks like underground. But Kong doesn't like it because bombing the island actually brings these giant monsters up from underground and causes all sorts of problems. So that's kind of the general idea of Kong Island. Kong's skull Island is monarch, and the soldiers stir up trouble, and then there's conflict as the soldiers are wanting to kill Kong because Kong killed some of them while trying to stop their bombing, and lots of mayhem ensues. So those are the, the first two MonsterVerse movies. And those are, from what we understand at this point, the only two MonsterVerse movies that will have a direct impact on the series that we're getting ready to watch because um, Monarch Legacy of Monsters takes place immediately after the aftermath of the 2014 Godzilla movie. Uh, after the destruction of san francisco which happens at the end of godzilla uh so it takes place immediately after that as a couple of uh, siblings are trying to find out something and stuff about their dad who they find out worked for monarch and their trail leads them to lee shaw a man who also worked for monarch and he begins to tell them about the history of monarch and the show then flashes back into the past so we'll get like Current day versions of some characters and kind of the younger versions of some characters. Yeah. And, I mean,
3: it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see those flashbacks and kind of where they choose to go and where they spend their time. All of that stuff from Kong's gone. I, I I do think that was actually my favorite of the four and ironically Godzilla is like not even in it. So I, I don't know what that says, but I, I really did enjoy that movie. We're going to, we're going to see a little bit about that. We'll, we'll continue this discussion here in just a second. We're going to take a quick ad break. We're going to go to Skull Island. Let's hope that we can get there. Um, Good thing Samuel Jackson is leading the way. It's, we're going to be totally fine we'll be we'll be right back
1: plus todd we made it somehow
3: because we we fashioned a little boat and are just taking a a little uh, a little, little boat ride down the river um okay so this is a great segue um well in, into a couple of things because i do want to i do want to talk about a couple other things especially with um th- with this kind of mention of kong's Scotland, and and the monarch expedition that you're talking about and i'll let you choose where we go here but i want to talk about um number one what we know about Monarch, as we're saying, uh, you know, up to this point, what have they been doing? What should people know? But then I also want to have a conversation around who else is in play monster-wise, because I, I you know, we, we kind of talked about where this is going to go. This isn't going to encompass the um, uh, Godzilla um, uh, king of King of the monsters. Um, and so we, we're not really going to be getting like that, the monster zero of it all, I don't think, or a lot of the other monsters that were at play in that movie. But... Um, if my memory is serving me correctly and my lack of research is probably showing there's like uh, 15 plus Titans all over the place. Um, and there is certainly a potential to see more. So I guess Todd, I'll start there who is potentially in play monster wise that we know about at this point.
0: So in play is really interesting because I just said like most of the Titans that we see uh, and in uh, king of monsters were all asleep and dormant until godzilla uh, or actually until uh, monster zero wakes them up yes. and that's kind of like the, the plot of that so uh, one of the things that's really interesting about this show is that going off of the the history of monarch that we see in the films Monarch has been looking for Godzilla and looking for Titans, but up until the events of Godzilla King of Monsters, they haven't necessarily found a whole heck of a lot. Uh, So it's hard to say who is actually in play. Of course, Godzilla himself is in play because as we said before, in the in the universe uh, he was first seen in 1954 and they've been trying to track him ever since kong is in play because monarch came across him in the 70s and then everything on skull island then is in play yes. i know for a fact that one of the monsters from kong skull island will be popping up because it's in the trailers uh, what's known as mother long legs was this giant spider creature which had like i'm one so of the sorry most- todd
3: mother long legs is, M- is is she the wife of daddy long legs like what is uh what's going on here
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what she's named. That's what they call her. That's all that I know. Mother Long Legs. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, but Mother Long Legs, uh, we see uh, that species at play in Kong Skull Island in a really gruesome sequence with this giant spider just, like, spiking people through the bodies. Oh, no. Yeah, uh so but I know I know for a fact that the the spider creature mother long lives is going to show up uh in the show because it's definitely in the trailers. Okay. So those are the only monsters that we have seen that we can say without a doubt are in play because again like most of the titans that we see in the later films were all supposedly dormant. So we might see them discovering for example Mothra yes. or Rodan or some of the others uh uh creatures that we see awaken we might see them discovering them but if we'll actually see them awakened or not uh, i don't know but does that mean that we'll also maybe see some other titans that we haven't encountered even in godzilla king of monsters some brand new titans being introduced that's also uh highly possible uh i haven't dived into the spoilers too much i wanted to keep myself like free of all that sort of stuff so i haven't I, uh, seeing a whole lot about what other creatures might be making an appearance. But I would say it's a pretty open field for what we're going to see. There might be a lot of new things. How many of these things are going to be based off of the Japanese version? So, for example, in Godzilla King of Monsters, Mothra, Rodan, and Monster Zero, aka King Ghidorah, those are all uh, Japanese monsters that were ported over and, uh, and remade for the Monsterverse. But every other titan that gets awakened that we just see like flashes of those are all original creations for that film, largely because they couldn't afford the rights to buy any other (laughs) of the uh, Toho monsters. They splurged all on the the big ones. And those are the big ones like Ghidorah, Mothra, Rodan. Those are like the, the big competitors uh, of Godzilla owned by Toho. So it makes sense that they were the ones that were put into that. But beyond that, yeah, it's, you know, hard to say what we may or may not see. Uh, because the thing that we learned in Godzilla, or sorry, in Kong Skull Island is that Monarch was in the 70s Monarch was struggling for funding because they were having trouble proving that any of these things existed as we see whenever we see the guy uh Bill Rad- Randa who is the head of Monarch in the 70s played by John Goodman in the film you know Randa is like having to fight and scrape to get money to get the Skull Island expedition funded because no one believes that these things actually exist so that is kind of my big question about the Monarch series like okay how do they jibe the fact that in the 70s, they don't really have proof of this, but we're seeing like the history of Monarch investigating these things. You know, how does that all play out? And, uh, yeah. since I mentioned uh Bill Randa, I want to say, you know, John Goodman does appear in this series as Bill Randa. He is one of the, as far as I know at this point from the advanced uh press, he is the only recurring character from the Monsterverse movies outside of Godzilla, of course, but the only human character. uh, who's reprising his role on the TV series. Now, whether we might get some other characters popping up, it's it's highly possible. Uh, But at least in the initial episodes that were released uh, uh, for, for screening, Ran, Randa is the only recurring character and everyone else are brand new characters. Well, I guess the other thing is there's a young version of Bill Randa played by Andrew Holmes. Uh, so we get to see John Goodman as the later version of Randa and then Anders Holmes as the 1950s version of Randa.
3: Yeah, and I think this does lead into uh, one of the one of the only other things that I do want to talk about here today. Um, Monarch, what we know about Monarch, what they've been doing, and what's going on here. So, um, th- just the first thing I'll say here is my main takeaway of Monarch, especially as as we get towards the end of the most recent um, MonsterVerse movies. Very well funded, very like secretive. There's a lot of bases, and there is a lot, a lot of high tech equipment all over the place. I mean, we're talking like in ice caverns in Antarctica, in the middle of like forests and jungles and underground and in volcanoes. And like, we are all over the place and they always, you know, they do that very classic like action adventure movie, like Monarch Outpost number like 64. And it's it's just like, you know, it's only like the second one you've seen, but you know, they, they still number them just partially to indicate there's a lot of this. Monarch is a widespread, very far-reaching organization. Now, I'm I'm curious as to your thoughts of is monarch good or is monarch bad? I think we're probably gonna probably gonna come to the conclusion that like monarch is good, but maybe we skirt a few lines here and there, like any good, you know, secret organization. There's you know a lot going on there. But Todd, what do we know about monarch? What should we know about monarch based on what we've seen thus far?
0: So it's interesting you talk about like how well funded they are in the later films. Cause I think all of that comes about just from the world actually saying, Oh crap, there are Kaiju who are going to destroy things. Let's throw money at these people to uh, try and figure out what's going on. At the point that this series is take taking place, like right after Godzilla 2014, all that we really know about Monarch, at that point in time is that they are a government agency that has been tasked with studying monsters and they don't seem to have the great funding. They have some knowledge, but we don't know what they've been doing at this point in time. And I think one of the things that will be interesting to track is our, our snapshots of Monarch is one thing in the seventies and one thing in 2014. Mm -hmm. And we see the heads of Monarch at those two times and both times they seem to be people who are, more on the good side of things. They're wanting to like find these creatures for the betterment of humanity. But has that always been the case? When Monarch was first founded at the time that they were trying to just straight out destroy Godzilla in the fifties, was Monarch uh, thinking about these titans as benevolent forces or were they thinking of them as giant things we need to kill? So we don't know a whole lot about the history of Monarch, which is again, what the show itself is going to be opening up for us. Uh, but the the logline for the series indicates that uh, Lee Shaw, the, the character played by Kurt Russell, uh, is aware of all the shady dealings of Monarch in the past. And so he's kind of the contact to bring people up to speed on what Monarch has done uh, in the past. So I have a feeling that we're going to see that the older version of Monarch probably did like skirt the lines, like you said. And it may have been just like the later versions of Monarch that move more towards the more enlightened view of the Titans. But yeah, at this point in time, the main thing we know is Monarch is a government organization organized to track down MUTOs slash Titans. By the 70s, the government had gotten tired of funding them, especially at the same time around the Vietnam War. So it's a very interesting time there politically. But then after Skull Island, they got more funding, and by 2014, they were relatively well-funded and aware that MUTO slash Titans are a thing, and been trying to basically keep them hush-hush. I think that is one thing that we do learn about Monarch in the Godzilla film, is after the initial Godzilla attack at the beginning of the film, Monarch swoops in and kind of erases any and all evidence about the attack and tries to keep it hush hush. A big part plot point of the 2014 Godzilla is the army and Monarch trying to keep the existence of the Mutos and Godzilla from the public consciousness until they can't anymore and then they start reacting. But it does seem to be kind of your typical secret shadow organization that kind of wants to keep this stuff from being known to the public. So to what links is Monarch willing to do to keep this information from going to the public, I think that might be some of the shadowy stuff that we kind of explore in monarch legacy of monsters
3: yeah i mean i kind of hope it is and 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 to some extent maybe it's for the best that we uh are not told about this i mean if if there were if the, if this monster verse was real and there were actually monsters out there which uh, you know not for nothing there's so much stuff in the ocean that we don't know about that like uh, you know i'm not saying godzilla could exist but things bigger than godzilla do exist so you know i don't know um i wouldn't want to know that i would want someone to keep that a secret from me i would like to put my head on the pillow at night and just go to sleep and never think about any of that so i would kind of freak out of course um this, this would be a wild world to live in i mean just like any of these kind of universes that have you know superheroes or monsters or all this kind of stuff it would just be wild to to live in this world and certainly monarch is a is a piece of that um Todd, I'm curious, uh, as we kind of wrap up this conversation, and I'm, I'm excited to, to to go watch these, to go, you know, to, to start watching these episodes and, and to talk about it here. What are you hoping to see in the show? You know, maybe it's maybe it's a specific plot point. Maybe it's a monster. Maybe it's a person or or just like vibes wise overall. What kind of things are you hoping that this explores? What would be the most
0: interesting to you? What are you looking for here? So I think one of the things that I'm interested in, and it's one of the things that uh, a a lot of people complained about the initial Godzilla movie. I heard a lot about, why are we seeing so much about the humans? Oh, I want more of the monsters. It's the thing that happens a lot. I'm like, every Godzilla movie ever practically has been from the human point of view. I mean, it is how the humans react to Godzilla. In fact, one of my favorite Godzilla films, Shin Godzilla uh, from not too long ago, was largely about the bureaucracy responding to Godzilla. Like it's like actually Mm. like following like the governmental plans and the emergency management plans going into place as like Godzilla attacks. And it was like much more fascinating and interesting and entertaining than you might think from that description. But I think just like the and it's one of the goals of the showrunners that they have said that they want the show to be know, told from the point of view of the humans who have learned about these giant monsters and how they cope with that and how they deal with that. So to me, that's really interesting to see how people, when they are confronted with the existence of Titans and these creatures that are so far behind our beyond our comprehension, how do they cope with that? How do they deal with that? And exploring like the, ethical dilemmas of the people who are trying to protect themselves, but plus at the, the, the cost of destroying these unique creatures. I think there could be some really interesting stuff there. Uh, I also, I would love if we got any sort of shout outs to the other Toho original Japanese uh, monsters, the original ga- Kaiju from any of the, Uh, Godzilla films I don't think we will again I know that they only were able to get the main three for Godzilla King of Monsters because they paid for them and so because they didn't pay for them they weren't able to get Megalon or Jet Jaguar or Biolante or Destroya or Space Godzilla or anything like that so I don't necessarily expect to see that but I do hope that we get a fair amount of kaiju action because that is kind of the my biggest question about this is From the story of Monarch that we got in Kong Skull Island, it's like we never, they had trouble proving the existence of Titans outside of Godzilla. So what are we going to see in Monarch Legacy of Monsters if they didn't really have a lot of proof at that point in time? So I'm curious how they rectified those plot points or if they just kind of hand wave it away. Uh, I'm curious about that. I'm curious of seeing how all of that plays out.
3: Okay. I I mean, that would be really interesting to me. Um, I do find that I tend to gravitate more towards like a – not a spy but like a thriller type situation i would love to see more of that you know shadowy backroom dealings of how do we get funding for this oh my gosh you know uh we just discovered this or I, honestly i would love i would love these moments of like bringing new people into the fold when when none of this is revealed when no one knows about godzilla wait you know in the 70s pre-san francisco whatever and and someone just looking at a picture and being like I'm sorry. There's what? Like what, what? What is this? What are you? What are you talking about? I, you know, that kind of thing. We need funding for what's going on. You want what kind of trip? Um, and so you know, I, I'm definitely interested in that kind of thing. Um, and I know you do say uh, there was a lot of criticism about the the perspective. The it's it's always about the humans or the you know versus the monsters. I'll, I'll just say. In for the credit of the movies i do feel like we saw a lot of the monsters it was i mean truly we spent a lot of time uh with the monsters attacking each other and attacking different things like you know ultimately like there was always going to be a human element of it we are hu- I, well i i think everyone listening to this is human we are human that's you know the perspective that like we have here it's probably it's certainly the more relatable one um there was a lot of monster in all of these movies. Like we can't pretend like we were not just going from place to place dealing with, you know, the monsters going on. And in the, in the human perspective, a lot of the time was, oh my god you guys godzilla's going this way now we have to go and then they were like wait a minute no he's going this way follow that storm and then it's the storm's moving like I, like come on the most of the from the human perspective but let's be real it's all about the monsters and i do think that's what this show is going to be monarch legacy of monsters um we're gonna see a lot about the monsters and i'm i'm, I'm definitely excited about that so a few administrative notes here the first two episodes. Of Monarch Legacy of Monsters are going to be streaming on Apple TV Plus on the 17th of November very shortly very soon we are going to be talking about them individually there's enough there uh, I think we haven't seen them yet I don't know there's enough there in both of them we'll, we'll come up with something to talk about we'll figure it out we're going to do two separate podcasts for the first two episodes those should drop pretty quick after uh, after those first two episodes drop on their first date. And then, Todd, this is releasing over the course of in the next couple of months. There are, uh, what, 10 total episodes, I think? A very classic, yes. very classic Apple TV 10 episode run here, dropping two at the beginning. And then we're going to go through mid January. But the only other thing that I do want to talk about here, Todd, is as this show is kind of wrapping up. We will be in a prime position to talk about, um, potentially not <laughs> you and I, but somewhere in some capacity, the upcoming MonsterVerse movie, the the sequel of sorts to the Godzilla versus Kong that I believe is coming out in March. Now, I don't know anything about that other than we are getting another movie there. I don't know if this show will interplay in that at all, but I do find it interesting that... Uh, we're gonna get another uh, another MonsterVerse movie so quickly after this show ends.
0: Yeah, uh, they definitely are uh, putting all their putting a lot of funds into making the MonsterVerse a thing. Uh, there's also was a animated series on Netflix that uh, released not too terribly long ago uh, called Skull Island, which is basically yeah, all set on Skull Island. Uh, it's set in the 90s. Uh, So again, kind of like a a time capsule thing. So before the Godzilla uh, San Francisco attack of it all with a group of people getting caught on Skull Island. I watched it. I thought it was a really enjoyable animated series. I would definitely recommend uh, watching that if you have a chance. But yeah, uh, with the new, uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember what it's called. I know it's Godzilla X-Kong with some subtitle that is escaping me for a second and my internet is...
3: They're both coming back. It's a Godzilla Kong movie. Like you get the gist of it. I mean, you know, we, we know what's like going on here. Just, just really quickly Todd Godzilla or Kong. Could you like better?
0: Uh, Godzilla, Uh, In general, just because I I grew up watching Godzilla movies, like from the time I was a little bitty kid, I remember my uncle taking me to go see Godzilla versus Megalon at the theater, the local TV station uh, where I grew up, used to show the old Showa era Godzilla films, and so I grew up watching the Godzilla stuff. I've seen the King Kong movies, I like the King Kong movies, some of them, but just in general, Godzilla is a much more interesting and much cooler design. (laughs) <laughs> than, than kong is uh but i think kong has been really well done in the monsterverse film so far i really have enjoyed what they've done with that uh much better than the original godzilla versus or sorry the original japanese king kong versus godzilla it's the ugliest version of, God, of king kong you're ever going to see first of all and also i would not recommend watching that movie it's very much of its time very racist uh <laughs> not great not great. The original King Kong versus Godzilla from the fifties, uh, I believe, oh sixties, nineteen sixty-two. But I think that uh, the the current version of Kong on Skull Island, and in uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, and in the upcoming Godzilla X Kong, I think that they've done some really interesting things with that.
3: Okay, I think I'm in agreement with you. I think Godzilla is cooler. Um, Kong is just a big monkey, and so you know, I, at the end of the day, like that's yeah. what the, that's what's going on here. Cool monkey. Uh, the communication stuff with the sign language was pretty cool in the in the last movie, but you know, once we get outside of that, like you know, just it's it's just a just a giant monkey. So we'll see kind of what's going on there. That being said, I do think the. Introduction to that habitat in Kong Skull Island was very well done. Like a, a just very well done. Very cool. I'm excited to see more surrounding that because what we got was already so cool. And I'm like that that part of it really was. I mean, I think I said this before. That was my favorite of the four movies. I really right. think that was strong.
0: I mean, honestly, it's my favorite of those four movies as well. Uh, it's has be, partially it's the the time period trappings. There's the big like apocalypse now vibes going on in it as well. But I think it was like the one of the most well constructed of the four of the four films. Uh, I also have, I really love Godzilla King of Monsters largely because of the addition of Mothra and Ghidorah and those yeah. things. But I think the overall, out of the original MonsterVerse films, Kong Skull Island is easily my favorite.
3: Okay, Todd, well, the next time you hear us, we'll be talking about episode one of Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Is there anything else that you want anyone to know before we get into that first episode and we dive into the series?
0: Uh, the only other thing that I'll mention, I don't think I'll mention so far, is I think we mentioned briefly that Kurt Russell is going to be in the in the show, but also his son, Wyatt Russell, will be in the show playing the 1950s version of Kurt Russell's character. So I love to see it, love to see like the father-son, a... Uh, playing the same character across time so i think that's going to be a lot of fun but yeah that's like the only other thing i can i can think of to, to bring up i've definitely been looking forward to the show i'm happy to get a chance to talk about it with you and ready for some uh, godzilla action
3: yeah it should be a lot of fun uh wyatt russell um in the mcu recently quick Todd, off the top of your head what's your favorite kurt russell movie
0: uh john Carpenter's is the thing okay
3: uh, yeah I, that's certainly up there mine's mine's miracle i i'm obsessed with his performance of miracle uh also the best sports movie there is okay let's get out of here um we won't we won't take up any more of your time because it's time to go watch monarch legacy of monsters outside of this todd though what are you doing where can people find you if they want more todd librarian in their lives
0: uh, you can find me on most social media platforms at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian was too many characters. You can find me here on poster Recaps covering Goosebumps with Melissa. We are nearing the end. We only have an episode or two to go by the time you're hearing this. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. But other than that, you can also always find me each week over at One Indescribable Podcast where Adam, TV, Lindy, and I talk about uh, lots of different shows. And right now we're currently going through Girls 5 Eva
3: yeah it's a ton of fun over there uh i'm adam h you can find me on twitter at pandamanadam adam one as well as over on one podcast that's one cxg podcast on twitter in the post show recap song which by the way if you're not a patron of potion Recaps, please come join us, patreon.com slash potion Recaps. Uh, make sure you uh, like and subscribe if you want all of the Monarch Legacy of Monsters coverage that we are going to have here. I'm talking about Doctor Who with uh, Kevin and Melissa. We're in a really great area um, era, and we have some very exciting specials coming up that we are going to be covering here at the end of November. And then, of course, uh, the Christmas special coming back gosh it's gonna be so good to have doctor who on christmas it's it's just gonna be so great i'm also talking about final fantasy IX with the amazing brooklyn zed that has been a ton of fun as well but the next time you hear me we'll be very very soon uh to talk about monarch legacy of monsters episode one we're gonna get that first episode coverage for you as soon as we possibly can after it drops on the 17th so go watch it apple tv plus come up for 17th the first two episodes are coming out we'll be here to talk about both of them in two podcasts until then bye